In this episode, I talk to David Smith from iPipeline. We chat about how iPipeline are using widget technology to improve how insurance is bought and sold. Welcome to episode 115 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. And now, here's your host, Roger Edwards. Hey folks, and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thanks, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. Thanks also to those of you who kindly emailed me with great feedback about John Aspirian's interview last week. If you're looking for help with your marketing, especially if you're looking to put together a simple strategy or you want to kickstart your content or social media, we really should talk. Check out how I help people like you at rogeredwards.co.uk. That's rogeredwards.co.uk. We could even set up a Skype call to chat through the issues you face and what we could do to address them. This week, my guest is David Smith from iPipeline. We chat about how iPipeline come up with ideas and develop them into helpful technology widgets, retaining the human touch even when talking about tech, how the supermarket shopping bag tax inspired the life genie insurance nudge for mortgage brokers, and using form technology to give advisors and clients a low-hassle way to put plans under trust. David is responsible for distribution relationships and integrations with iPipeline's market-leading protection platform, annuity service, and point-of-sales technologies. So let's get right into that interview with David here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. And so, David, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, Roger. How are you doing today, David? I'm good. It's not raining in Manchester for once, which uh, is a great start to the year. That's always good to hear. And I was going to ask you where we're Skyping each other from, so you've already answered that, that question. Whereabouts in Manchester are you actually based, um, David? Uh, I live just near, for those that are listening in, and are golfers, I live uh, right on Worsley Country Club golf park which is a nice part of the world we've got uh, some beautiful canals and some lovely scenery uh, and it's fantastic for commute so uh, it's not somewhere i would leave for uh, for a very long time interestingly enough even though i've lived in scotland for 24 years i'm actually from that neck of the woods i was originally born in blackpool uh, so that's just up the road from from uh, yeah. manchester a hell of a lot closer than edinburgh is obviously yeah. So, so Although Edinburgh is beautiful because I was in Edinburgh last year for the New Year Hogmanay and that mm. was uh, fantastic, Roger. So I'm envious if you experience that every year, you must have a great New Year's Eve because when we were in Edinburgh... Uh, last year, it was one of the best we've ever had. It's a, it's an incredibly special place to be on Hogmanay, I have to say. Really mm-hmm. special. So, David, you work for iPipeline, and iPipeline's vision is to dramatically improve how insurance is sold and bought. And there's quite a few interesting things that I'd like to talk to you about today, um, one of which is your new protection nudge solution, which you call Life Genie. And I think you've also developed some other widgets that are designed to help financial advisors talk to their clients about protection. But before we get into that, David, maybe tell the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast a little bit about yourself. What makes David Smith tick? Oh, that's such a 
deep question to start off with, Roger. Uh, incredibly deep. But what makes me tick is, I guess, knowing at the end of a day, I've made a difference to someone's life. And, and you and I have spoken at, at various events and the impact you had on, on, on my life, you know, when uh, uh, I, I had my uh, brush with cancer mm-hmm. a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was very fortunate to have bought or been sold uh, the Scottish Providence self-assurance plan of which you were a big part of. Indeed. Uh, and, it, and it was an incredible aid, a very difficult time of life uh and ever since that point i've always wanted to make sure that i can play my part in as many people as possible having that same uh security if you like mm-hmm. when it is should they should they not when but should they uh, ever ever experiencing something similar yeah i mean it's quite an emotional subject isn't it and i think that it takes having a conversation with some like somebody like yourself to truly understand what it's like to go through that experience. And I think that for anybody in the financial services industry and for anybody who works in protection, when we're talking on a day-to-day basis, you should consider taking out critical illness insurance in case you get cancer or in case you have a heart attack or in case you have a stroke or or whatever it might be. In some respects, you emotionally detach yourself from what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, somebody that you know, like yourself, gets one of these illnesses but has had the foresight to have taken out a policy in the first place. And all of a sudden, you know, it it becomes a real story. It becomes really emotional. You think, well, actually, this is not something on paper anymore. This is something that genuinely happened to an individual. And as you as we've said before, and we've we've talked about this when we've met in person, you know, the money that you got from the self-assurance plan, the Scottish Providence self-assurance plan helped you out considerably at what must have been a, a pretty um, rough time of your life. Yeah. And it, you know what it does? It makes you human, mm-hmm. Roger. And you know, I work for a technology business and technology is in vogue. And we spend so much time talking about tech and innovation and products and features uh, and we don't spend enough time focusing on the human aspect and what all those things can do to us as as people because it's only when you have that impact you know, certainly in my case and and I've, and I've i've met lots of other people that have been through similar uh sim- similar challenges I I met a young girl recently at an event where she'd just been diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis and Mm -hmm. she was in her mid-30s. And it's only when something like that happens you really feel the impact of being human again and and the challenges that we face as people and now all these other things can assist us. So, And we we forget that a lot. We forget really what it means. when we're talking about these things. I think you're absolutely right. And one of the clear messages, and this does come up on the podcast quite often, that we should always take away from things like this, is that as an industry, we can sometimes get bogged down in our technicalities, in our language and in our jargon. And we'll talk about illness lists and we'll talk about underwriting and we'll talk about policy terms and conditions and this, that and the other. And what we have to realise is that the average man on the street doesn't really care or understand about our technicalities and our language, but what they do understand and what they can resonate, what will what can resonate with them is a good story. And a good yeah. story, unfortunately, 
is a real life one like yourself where you've been through it and you can tell other people the experiences you've you've had and all of a sudden it becomes so much more engaging than the the complexity of a, of, of an insurance product yeah yeah it doesn't and anyone who's listening has heard me talk publicly will will uh, no doubt recognize that those very words that you've just said you know um what we are about at i pipeline and why you know going back to your your question of what makes me tick uh we are about simplicity i'm about simplicity i think being being hit with a death in the family or being hit with a, a, an illness in the family is really simple they are you know the most basic of simple human evolution points mm-hmm. that we go through and we just need to bring it back to power in simplicity and 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 remembering that and, and making, you know, just making that real again for people. That was a life-changing moment for you. And, and as you said, you want to make a difference. And you certainly have been making a difference with what you've been doing at iPipeline. Now, the majority of people, that's about 80% of people listening to the Marketing and Finance podcast are financial services professionals. And therefore, the majority of people listening today will know who iPipeline are. But for the other 20%, can you just give me a little bit of background about iPipeline as a company? Because you're so much more than just a quotations portal, aren't you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, we are much, 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 much more than a, a quotation portal. You're going to test me on the dates now, and I'm sure someone's going to hit me over the head uh, <laughs> when listen to this about the dates. But I think we've been branded iPipeline for maybe three years now. It might even be four uh, from the older Shore Web days where we were just a portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the change the organization's been through in that period has been enormous. It's a fantastic place to work and be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching a show the other day um, uh, and a gentleman in, in the show uh, threw in the line about uh, passion. And you know you know when you found your passion, if you can genuinely talk and say, you know what, I'd do this for free because <laughs> you found your passion. Yeah, and, and I hope Ian's not listening because <laughs> uh, I would do this for free uh, because the organization is fantastic it's a great culture and the the way we try and you know bringing things back to this simplicity aspect and and uh, and our mantra I'm going to simplify the, the the mission statement that you said at the beginning is that we just want people to sell more mm. uh, you know that's that's as basic as it is we want to make it easier for people to sell more uh, and, and we're doing a really good job of that at the moment. Really good job with with our the form filling technology, our underwriting technology, uh, the the way we package solutions together and present them for advisors and consumers with uh, kind of nudge technology. And we go as far as doing some of the administration technology as well on the back end for, for providers. So we are way more than a than a portal. It's surprising, actually. It's only in conversations like this where you step back and think, God, we do so much. Yeah, it's interesting. Yesterday, I was writing an article for one of the trade magazines, and it was one of those articles you always get at the, at the start of the year, you know, the ones where you sort of make predictions about the year ahead and you talk about things that have gone by. And I think I felt that I was saying that for the first time in many years, we were looking at seeing some real differences coming in the protection market. I think for the last maybe almost like five to five to ten years the protection market has been relatively flat we've we've played the what i call the critical illness race quite heavily by product providers have just added new conditions on and the products become quite complicated and it's possibly alienated customers 
in the process. The underwriting process has become elongated as we've added more and more questions and that's because we've been offering extremely cheap rates up front but actually asking people loads of questions and and rating more people than we've ever done before and the industry has become quite complicated and in reality it's up it's been up to companies like yourselves to come along and say we need to start simplifying this again guys the underwriting's become a bit too complicated here's an electronic solution as to how we can make things simpler for advisors and simpler for customers it, 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 am i right in that is is that the way you think it's gone yeah absolutely i think it's the way uh it it's gone and is going mm-hmm. uh you know you see some new product innovations from people like aig yeah. with the the key 3 plan mm-hmm. uh uh, you know, I could have danced a merry jig when when that came <laughs> out, and and I, and I get it. Before the the naysayers say, well, it doesn't cover everything, and da da da. Yeah, but it does cover the three main big things. And you know what? If we can get the population covered with just the three main big things, we've done an, a tremendous job. Mm. You know, and not everyone can afford to have uh, the full twenty four ABI conditions in a plan and, and and pay for it so if we can give them the the three things that are most likely to happen well that's better than nothing and and that's you know my my my, my wife could probably understand plans of that nature mm-hmm. she definitely couldn't understand the self-assurance plan uh of old because you know that had some complexities in it Oh, it, and it certainly did. Yeah, so I can I can actually say that I've been responsible for a lot of the complexity that we have in the market <laughs> at the moment by inventing that product in the first place. But hey, you know I'm holding my hands up here to that. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I do, and I think you know you look at other parts of uh, of what's going on around us in 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 non-related tech and non-related insurance you know there's a there's a growth in organic food there's a growth in people becoming vegetarian or vegans there's there's a there's a shift like a vibrational shift if you like that's happening where we want simpler things we 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 we've, we've probably overdosed on complexity and complex situations you know my my sons and daughter uh, are, are both going for simple organic raw foods and the friends are and it's kind you know as a as i watch and listen and hear about it and you've got uh, joe wick is it the, the 15 minute exercise guy and uh, ella and there's this wave of of a, the, the next generation saying enough's enough i just want it simple uh, and we're going to go exactly the same way with tech and insurance. Uh, we have to because they are, you know, it's an old adage, they're tomorrow's customers. Well, they're today's customers, actually. I'm you know, encouraging my son now as he's turning 17, coming on 18, to look at life cover, look at critical illness cover, look at sickness covering, maybe short-term IP or whatever you can afford because they're really important as you make that transition in life. It was interesting yesterday, David, I was doing a Facebook Live. I'm very into um, live streaming video at the moment. I think it's going to be huge in the next couple of years. Uh, maybe not in financial services, but it's going to be huge everywhere else. And and that is exactly the message that I was putting out there. I was just saying to people, the three things we need to do this year is cut the complexity, banish the bullshit and eliminate the excesses and go back to nice and easy and simple because that's what the next generation of customers really understand and want. And what really what um, attracted my attention was a press release that you guys put out probably 
back towards the beginning of December now. And it was one of the widgets that you've put together to do just that, to help financial advisors make the protection process simpler. And I think this one's more um, allied to mortgages, but you're calling it Life Genie and you describe it as a protection nudge solution. And it sounds intriguing. Can you give us a little bit of background about how that came about, David? Of course I can. Uh, And it came about uh, really from kind of uh, our, our own internal innovation hugs and hackathons where we're continually questioning ourselves in the business about, well, how do we help advise sell more Mm. you know how do we do that and when we're constantly competing internally and gathering and uh, running little ideas and testing stuff and life genie was born out of exactly one of those scenarios where we had a bit of a you know we we kind of a a day or two days where we we just chuck ideas around and we present them to each other internally and uh-huh. we, we make a bit of we make it a bit of a, of a fun experience and there's a prize um, and life genie was born out of one of those internal well how do we how do we today answer this question how do we help people sell more mm-hmm. and and life genie was one of those ideas from one of those groups in one of those teams and we all sat back as a business and thought oh yeah that's a good idea let's explore that one and it it won that particular round of competition if you like and Uh and we've taken it and we've developed it and we've shaped it and molded it and we've tested it and now we've just launched it with uh with 27 tech uh, who are going live uh, certainly by the time this goes out um but uh, sometime in this next week or so. So what it's designed to do, I think, is help predominantly mortgage advisors who I guess have been, um, their lives have been, has been complicated a hell of a lot by MMR, hasn't it? They've got so much more extra paperwork yeah. to fill in. And I think yeah. that what's happened when they're talking to their customers about mortgages, the amount of paperwork they've got to fill in just for the mortgage has almost meant that the protection conversation isn't happening. And, and what Life Genie seems to do is it puts that back onto the table so that it becomes part of the mortgage conversation. It, yeah, it, it does exactly that. Uh, and I'm going to try and use an analogy just to, to help the listeners picture it mm-hmm. in, in terms of understanding an experience that they've probably had. And if you if you go back, I'm not sure if it's a, a year, 18 months, or maybe even 24 months, Roger, but where we had this shift in the 5P carrier bag tax. Oh, yes. And, you know, before then, we went blatantly along to the supermarket. We filled our shopping trolleys. We filled them with, you know, you could put one item per bag if you wanted to. Yeah. Nobody give a damn about it. Um we were all aware of the impact for landfill and dolphins and whales, but <laughs> when you're at the till, it's not in your mind. No. You just want bags to put your beans in. And then they introduced this nudge, yeah. which is a lady at the till is going to say to you, by the way, do you want a bag? And it's going to cost you 5p. Yeah. It's not about the 5p because if you're shopping in a supermarket, you can. I'm, I'm sure most people can stomach the 5p. But what happens is you stop and think, do I really need a bag? And uh, and do I really want to add to landfill? And do I really want to, you know, that impact? No, I can just carry these, you know, or I'll have one bag instead of two bags. You stop and think because you're nudged to think socially. Mm. That's what's really happening. It's not about the 5p. You are nudged to think socially about the impact of taking a bag 
and and life gene is doing exactly the same in that mmr process where you know you you are there for a couple of hours going through the the mortgage sourcing and fat find and and requirements that are taken a bit like you are an hour in your supermarket and it's at the end when you're at the till checking out where life genie nudges you and says hey by the way if you're going to take this debt you should really protect yourself and this is roughly what it would cost and it's a it's a nudge at the till every time an advisor is talking about putting someone else in generally significant debt. Most mortgages are pretty significant yeah. debt. Probably the, probably the biggest debt that individuals will experience throughout their lifetimes for, 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 you know, for most people. Uh, and that's what Life Genie is. It's that, that till nudge. And what's great about it, what seems to be really useful, is that when the advisor's talking through the mortgage with the client, they're not actually having to put anything extra into the data input. So it's only the mortgage conversation that they're having. And yet at the end of the process, as you've just said, at the checkout, if you like, it's giving them that protection nudge that they probably wouldn't have had because, you know, two hours later, people are just wanting to get out of the office, get the mortgage sorted and move on to the next thing. So from the IFA's point of view, they're not actually having to do any extra work, but it's potentially giving their exactly. clients that extra protection that they need. Exactly. Exactly. That's going back to the simple and how do we make people sell more? You know, how do we make people sell more? How do we make it simple? Well, the way we do that with Life Genie is actually you don't need to put any data in. We will read the data from the from the systems or sources that you're putting your data in for doing your mortgage lending in this example, uh, and we'll read that data and we'll we'll uh, come back with a an indication of well based on you know you have to put date of birth in if you're looking for a mortgage you have to put the size of the loan if you're looking for a mortgage you have to put the rate in if it's a repayment mortgage um, and the, inter- the interest rate you have to put the term in uh, so all those data points are going in and, and we'll take that so they don't have to be re-entered um, and and we play that back uh, answering those two questions that we you know we we really focused on how do we sell more and how do we keep it simple it's really interesting and i know you've said that 27 tech are about to implement this or will have done by the time this episode of the podcast goes out so i'll be really interested to have another chat with you in six months time to see what impact this has had on the conversation because i think that it will probably be one of those things that is cumulative won't it it's just a bit like the fabulous analogy of the of the plastic bag at first there probably won't be much of a of an effect, but gradually over time, as the IFA gets used to it, as it's popping up time and time again, I reckon it'll it'll snowball, and eventually you'll be getting lots of people phoning up and saying we want this widget added onto our system. Yeah, I, 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 I well, I hope that <laughs> I hope that's true, uh, and I, and I kind of I forecast that same impact like you do. It will snowball, I think. I'm hoping that uh, we'll start, uh, you know, hitting the ground with a good run rate uh, as those prompts come up. When I talk to mortgage advisors in particular, and it's not just for mortgage advisors, but when I do talk to mortgage advisors, they, they, they're, going back to this, we're all people and human. They're tired at the end of two hours. Yeah, Customers are tired at the end of two hours. They don't want to populate another system and or you know get data in somewhere to get a quote or search the market they're tired they're they're emotionally and physically drained at the end of them uh they just just want to make it easy and simple and have it pop up there and prompt them so that's what life genius uh really does and it 
Well, it, it will be interesting. I don't know if you've got any better stats, Roger, than I, but uh, when I talk to businesses, distribution businesses, about the penetration of life cover attached to, to lending, it can vary quite wildly. Uh, uh, I'm going to try and stab a finger in the air. Of, uh, if I was going to pick an average, it'd be about four in 10 is an average uh, some businesses are, 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 are a lot poorer than that and some businesses but you know it's getting more difficult to find businesses that are doing more five six seven in ten mm-hmm. uh, protection cases alongside the, the the lending that they do and that's what we want to focus on it's moving that if the number's four currently if four in ten have got protection with them we want to move that to five in ten mm-hmm. six in ten seven in ten eight in ten nine in ten if we can get the and that's what we're focused on delivering and helping the advisors and distribution build businesses to achieve and another widget that you've put out recently um and this is this has actually been taken up by my own old firm royal london although in the old days it was scottish provident and bright gray when i was there of course and and this is another one that's really really intriguing because it's about digital trusts isn't it and again with protection we all know that a, pro- a life policy is better written in trust because it can help with probate it can help expedite the payment of a claim if it's needed but i think again it's a similarly low figure it might even be as low as five to ten percent only five to ten percent of policies are actually written in trust and again part of the reason for that is because it's a complicated process or advisors perhaps don't feel confident with the wording or they feel that they might need to get a lawyer involved a solicitor etc but what you've done is you've built another widget powered by iPipeline to help people to write policies in trust. So can you just give me a little um, insight into how that one came about? Was that another one that came out of one of your um, internal brainstorming sessions? Yeah, uh, and that's it's really about form technology rather than trust technology. Mm-hmm. That's that's um, uh, an application, if you like, that, that builds forms mm-hmm. uh, dynamically and with validation inside the form as well uh, and it's built to really help the back end of an organization that uh-huh. uh, you know make sure that they're getting applications that can go straight through processing or right first time which mm-hmm. are words you get banded around uh, you know there's a tremendous amount of time lag and delay and mm-hmm. frustration and process that goes in if a form be it an application form or a trust form or any other kind of form where it needs to be manually validated by a customer service team, maybe in Edinburgh, the mm-hmm. head office, uh, or where else, and then the, the the time lag between getting that data correct and validated and coming backwards and forwards between the, the organization, the advisor, the customer, um, that all adds pressure to, to the sales process. And that form technology, and in, and in Royal London's case, this trust form technology, helps dissipate that and uh, helps remove those time lags and the frustrations around validation where we've brought that right to the forefront. It's a lovely interface, very it's very beautiful and easy. And that sounds a bit odd when you're talking about a form, an electronic form, but we've made it so clean and, and nice and, and, the, and the flow is really simple. If you were ever going to fill a form in online, um, this would be the kind of way you'd want to do it. it uh, and it validates along the way, um, which means you're going to get it right first time, which is you know the result it's about how do we process this stuff quicker and easier uh and that's what that form technology does and and this trust form with with royal london 
and in particular uh, helps them get the trust in place quicker. You know, God forbid that they buy a plan and the trust doesn't get processed quick enough. Uh, and I'm sure advisors listening have had experience where that may have, may have happened. Uh, you know, um, businesses with cross options agreements and uh, share option business protection planning and families, complex families where trusts are needed and and things fall down and they're not in place in time and and uh, 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 you know a catastrophic uh, catastrophic event happens in someone's life and and things aren't in place so. That Royal London Trust Farm technology just uh, means that we can reduce reduce those events. We can help get it in place quicker. We can help the back-end business, in this case Royal London, get clean forms through that are well-validated and completed well, which means the advisor can spend less time, which means the customer gets it in place as quickly as possible and they are well and truly protected at the earliest convenience. Yeah, it's again, like you said earlier, it's about making things easier. It's about making sim- things simpler, making the experience for both the advisor and for the advisor's client less painful and quicker. And and I've, I'm all for that. And I think that the work you've been doing with the uh, the trust the trust technology and the the widget is is just great. It's the direction the industry needs to go in, and I think that uh, my pipeline are doing some really good work. What I also like to talk about on the podcast, David, is stuff that's happening outside of our bubble. And I always like to ask my guests, so I'll ask you: Is there anything that you've seen out there? And it doesn't need to be in the financial services industry. It could be a marketing campaign, or a product, or a piece of technology that you've seen, and you've thought, "Wow, that is." amazing tell us what it was and what you liked about it yeah i think probably and and it's it's probably at the forefront of the mind because you're getting holiday adverts all over the place at the moment um it's that time of year and the one that really kind of makes me think i love the way they've done that and what a great message i think it might be I think it might be Thompson's two. I might, I might have got that wrong about the brand, but the brand's irrelevant. What this, it's the one where a family goes away on a break, and and, and the, it's the man in this example is he's, he's, he's almost as a kind of a honey monster type character, and over the that duration days of the holiday, you see this character change back to being a man, and he's a husband and a, a father to the children and he's playing and he becomes human again from this monster of when he goes away on the first day of his holiday because he's carrying with him the stress of work and family life and the baggage of what modern day life brings with it and and at the end of it he's back to himself and he's uh, a, you know a, a, a tall dark and handsome perfect husband and father and I like that because it it kind of does portray that story back to you know what we said right at the beginning of sometimes you just need to stop and remember that we're dealing with people and that that little campaign that the holiday company uh, has put together reminds you that at the end of the day we are just were people with emotional relationships around us and those are the real important things you know in this example going on holiday and spending time playing with your kids in the sea or having a nice glass of wine and romantic with your wife over dinner are the really really important things in life that's what life's about and and i think they they do that really well at the same time as selling you a holiday (laughs) and david do you read books 
um, mainly online. Uh, are there are there I, any are there any really good business books that you've read recently that you might want to share with the listeners of the podcast? If there's if there's one book that I'm ever asked about, uh, and I might get the type, the name of the author slightly wrong here, Roger, uh, or the title, but it, it's a it's a book from the 1970s, and um, it was when I worked at an organisation, and the sales manager there, uh, who I'll name, Paul, he was called Paul Rose. Uh, I've always held him in high regard uh gave me this book uh, actually just before i was going on holiday and he said read this book while you're away and it was how i turned myself from failure to success in selling by frank and it's his surname that i can never get right it's bechger or bettiger or something like that and it's got really simple chapters in it around uh you know, around personal development mm-hmm. and the the simple to read they're as poignant today as they were 30 40 years ago and I often just I, I photocopied the the kind of messages in it and a highlighter pen, and I often still get those out when I need a bit of inspiration or I need a bit of a kick up my own backside, <laughs> uh, and I'll and I'll just go through a couple of those chapters and refresh it and think, yeah, you know, yeah, I've got to stop stop thinking about the the big stuff and the, the start thinking about the small things and the good things, and uh, I need to sharpen my saw, which is one of the chapters around continual development and training and uh, it's i think everybody should read it because it's it's easy to digest and it's got some fantastic messages inside it david i'm hoping a lot of people listening to the podcast today want to get in touch with you or at least get in touch with ipipeline so what is the best way to connect with you well we've got the traditional method which is telephone most can come via uh via the web which is uh, www.ipipeline.com slash uk uh, we, we're, we're in the modern age with Twitter uh, at iPipeline UK um, and other than that you, you'll probably see me at an event <laughs> indeed <laughs> David thank you so much for coming on the podcast today it's been really interesting to talk to you about the widgets and the technology that you're developing at iPipeline to make life simpler for financial advisors and their clients in the protection space thanks for coming on the podcast let me wish you every success for the future and as you say we'll probably bump into each other at another industry event very soon I'm sure we will thank you Roger and have a great 2017 the same to you cheers David cheers Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the topics, apps and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. If you are a business person, financial services professional or journalist and have a marketing or finance story to tell, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's just thoughts and opinions, okay? Okay.